0: Two of
1: Buzzkillers.
0: killers. <laughs> okay, we're a little crazy, but it's okay. Just a little. Hey, okay, uh, guys. Sorry so much for saying guys, and I just said it again. So much. Last episode, I will not do that anymore. Um. Because I was annoying myself while I was editing it. So we will change that <laughs> ASAP. And I'm sure Nicole will not do it. It's all me. Um,
1: no, I'll stop saying G's so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you listen to things and like you, you hear your voice and, and you kind of are confused. Like You don't hear yourself talk very much. I mean, I'm a singer, so I hear myself sing all the time. So I don't. Actually talking, I don't hear myself that See, often.
1: Honestly, to be surprised, I can't believe I started a podcast. I actually don't like my voice very much on recordings.
0: <laughs> i like, oh, I'm a man.
1: Oh, you're
0: <laughs> not man. That's not true. Oh, gosh. Okay, guys, so we told you about um, our first wine that we drank on Instagram, but we haven't posted this one yet. Today we are drinking Sweet Bitch. <laughs> I'm pumped for this. It um, is a smooth and fruity Moscato Rosé um, from Chili. It's got a pretty dope label, and, you know... I like to judge things off the label. That's exactly why I picked it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's going to be so good. And if you want to know what we thought of the 19 crimes, we thought it was awesome. It's fantastic. We are not dry wine people normally, but we loved it. it but was freaking good. We did not finish the bottle before the story was over. No, we failed. So we failed I, our own challenge. Our own challenge to ourselves so um but i'm sure i will be gurgling this down (laughs) because i'm a moscato drinker so um without further ado i'm going to let nicole start her cake. ladies and germs are you ready for me to take you on a journey a journey i'm
1: going to take you back to the mid-1900s to cape cod because i am from massachusetts Technically, I was born in Rochester, but I didn't live there very long, and I spent most of the years I remember in my childhood, anyway, growing up in Massachusetts. I've spent quite a few of them on Cape Cod, and my grandparents have a vacation home down there, so I'm very familiar with everything from the Bourne Bridge all the way down to the tip of P-Town, so... (laughs) Only Massachusetts people are going to have any idea what I'm referring to, but, um. That's okay. If you haven't been to Cape Cod, it is very much recommended. Um, yes. It's beautiful.
0: I have been there a couple times, and it is exquisite.
1: My aunt and uncle own a very lovely restaurant down there. Um, if you ever feel like going to Chatham, there's the talkative pig. Unintentional plug for my aunt and uncle's restaurant Because I <laughs> fucking love their food
0: do <laughs> go there I could live
1: off of their food I think I did for a while while I was working there so. <laughs> <laughs> No shame My uncle made tortellini more times than he can count <laughs> oh, um, So anyway I'm going to be discussing Mr. Tony Costa Who is the Cape Cod
0: killer Mm-hmm. I've never heard this case, guys. So this I'm one, I'm so excited.
1: I didn't hear this till recently, and to be honest, it threw me for quite a loop. You said it's
0: gnarly. So. I was
1: reading, going, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" I'm,
0: I'm pumped. I'm pumped.
1: Um, so Tony Charles Costa was born August 22nd of 1944 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, his father, unfortunately, passed away when he was just an infant. He died during World War II. He drowned, actually, while he was oh. on duty, which they didn't go much more into that. They were just like, yep, he drowned on duty. And I was like,
0: oh, okay. That's, that's- a pretty devastating detail. Right. To just like, throw out there and then right? drop and leave. Yep, that was literally what they did. I was like, <laughs> drop and oh. leave. Um,
1: um And then as he got older, he actually started to claim that he saw a man come into his room at night. Oh. And... It was later found out um, he identified him through photos that it was his father. So like he was either like seeing the spirit or they don't really know. That's so weird. But, like he claimed a lot that this guy would come into his bedroom at night and he didn't mean he, he died when he was an infant, so he didn't really know him. And he was just like, yeah, this random man and he like saw a photo of his father one day and pointed it out to his mother and was like, "That's the man that comes into my room every night,
0: mom. That's freaky. That's weird. That's freaky. So, like, but, like, they're sure he's dead, though. Yeah. They're, it's not like missing an action or anything. No, he's dead. He's dead. So, <laughs> there's a ghosty, guys. There's was, already a ghosty. It, guy. like, went straight into the
1: spook, and I was like, all oh, right. I'm already intrigued. <laughs> um, and then, uh, as he grew up, um, he got some really odd hobbies, and it was. The lovely, ever-so great taxidermy. Oh, and it Ew. was not only would he go hunting for animals to taxidermy, but he would just like pick up roadkill. Oh, it's like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah,
0: he, he would, would like just, play like, with that. Shit. Literally,
1: stop the car and like pick up taxidermy to stuff it. Like
0: that's gross.
1: Yeah, gross, gross, gross,
0: gross. gross. And no, let me tell you, this guy. <gasps> There, sorry, there no that reminds me of that episode of Criminal Minds where he keeps killing people oh, to steal their eyes. Yeah. And then he puts Put them, them in the, the taxidermy. <laughs> and they look Ugh. like fucking They're creepy. creepy. They're gross. Animals Don't... should not have human eyes. No. no. Okay, sorry. I just had to mention that. <laughs> I was like, taxidermy, taxidermy. I remember that. That screwed me. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh-huh. I told you. Oh, and no, I said guys again. Huh? <laughs> you guys uh-huh. can literally tell me. Shut up. Um, but I love Criminal Minds, and I will never stop talking about it. Anyway, end of, that's my TED Talk. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So this guy goes straight into a fucked up life. Oh, no. At 16, he invaded the apartment, an apartment in Somerville, Massachusetts, and he stood over the bed of a teen girl. Ew. And just like watched her. That's gross. And he stood there until she woke up and started hysterically screeching. Ew. And he ran. No, he ran away. Ew. 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 Then. Three days later, he goes back and breaks into the same apartment. Same people? The same apartment. That takes balls. Except man. this time he takes the girl, ties her up, and tries to drag her into the basement of her house. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully though, she screamed enough that neighbors came and intervened, and he actually ended up getting arrested. Oh god. This was his first time behind bars. And funny enough, this happens on my birthday, on January fourth of nineteen sixty-two. He gets convicted of burglary, burglary, me, <laughs> and assault, and he only gets one year in prison and three years of probation. That's hmm. for tying a girl up, dragging her out of her bed, and doing trying to do who knows what to her. Because I mean, they never no. really say like what his intentions were if he had succeeded with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I... I feel so many emotions about that.
1: Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you <laughs> real hard. This episode is just gonna be like a punch punch of like, this is gross, that's gross, this is gross, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <This> <laughs> that's is- fine, that's why we do this thing. So he gets
1: out of prison after a year and in April of nineteen sixty three, while he's only nineteen years old, okay. he gets married to a girl from high school. She's fourteen. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, no. I was listening to the, the documentary I watched about this, and I, they were like, yeah, she was only 14. And I was like, "Was there what? Back up there. I mean, I, I, mean, heard
0: it I guess that, right? that was more acceptable back then, but thinking about it now, that's like, oh, that's too young to you be married. Like a
1: 19-year-old marrying a 14-year-old.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, my parents
1: are five years apart. But they got married when my mom was twenty one. Like yeah, they yeah. were still at a normal adult. Like at that point, that's that's preying on a minor. That's legal <laughs> <laughs> in most places. Oh, um, <laughs> oh. and, and he ended up fathering three children with her. Oh,
0: ick, 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 ick. Yeah, babies having babies. That's <laughs> not. That's not that cool man but he wasn't a
1: very successful person he worked odd jobs here and there okay. he did a lot of carpentry jobs but he was a really heavy user on drugs okay. so it kind of complicated his marriage and things kind of started to get rocky and then his mother passed away oh that's not good and things just kind of just kept going downhill and then we're gonna jump a little bit to 1966 and in June, he brought home Bonnie Williams and Diane Federoff. They were quote-unquote hippies. Okay. That's what they were referred to as in all of the articles I read. Um, and he claimed he was giving them a ride from Massachusetts to Pennsylvania, then to California. Well... That doesn't sound right. <laughs> they never made it to California. Uh, he later claims that he drove them all the way to Hayward, California, but they never got there, and they were never seen again.
0: Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. That's... And
1: just ten days later, he just shows back up at home in Massachusetts, and it's never spoken about again. Yep. He just let that go? Like... They never found their bodies. They... This was like... A one-off thing that wasn't... It was mentioned in everything I read, but it, nothing ever came of it. It was nothing he was ever convicted of. It was nothing... Like, they never found the bodies. They do not know what happened to these girls. That's scary. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> they're
1: obviously believed to be his first
0: victims. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe
1: And then, uh, this <laughs> this really got me. In August of 1967... This, like, had a lot of specific dates and I was kind of surprised for something that was as old of a case as yeah. this is. In August of 1967, he goes on a hike in the Truro Forest on Cape Cod with a friend. And on that hike, he quote-unquote accidentally shoots his friend with a bow and arrow.
0: That's, like, who's that politician that shot that guy in the forest? Who you knew know about that? No! Who is that guy? <laughs> Oh, keep going. I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> I gotta but look it up. Gotta look it up. It didn't
1: kill her, and she ended up being fine. And it was a gabon and arrow. And he claimed it was an accident. Ugh. Yeah. because he like weasel. So, Weeble. he just, like, apologized for it, and it was swept under the rug like it never happened. Oh, but, like, that's what's so annoying is that a lot
0: of this stuff is. Like, why are you sweeping like, things under the rug? I was like,
1: all of this stuff is just, like... Big flashing red light serial killer alert, serial killer psychopath yeah. alert. Like. <laughs> and so then it jumps into 1968, and his marriage is practically like completely falling apart. Yeah, and he actually splits from his wife, they don't like, um, like,
0: per- oh my gosh,
1: I just forgot the word I wanted to use. But they don't, like, actually make it official. They just kind of go away from each other for a little while.
0: Okay. So um, they
1: just, like, separate. Yeah. Okay. And he moves to California for a little bit. And okay. he starts dating this woman named Barbara Spalding. And they weren't together very long. They moved in quickly. And she one day leaves her child, who is from another man, with her family. And then she's never seen again. Just like, poof, gone. <laughs> oh, I wonder what happened to her. And again, just like the first two, Bobby's never away. found. They never like put two and two together. They just like, she's poof, gone. They don't know what happened to her. And Costa goes back to Massachusetts.
0: Oh, God. He just like, every
1: time something happens, he just looks like, ooh, poof, I'm back home. He just like shows up back home like nothing happened and pretends like and just like goes away from it. It's That's awful. <laughs> and so she's believed to be his third victim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so then he's speeding down Route 6 in Massachusetts a little while after he gets back. And he gets pulled over for speeding and for a bad muffler. And the officer that pulled him over said he was really weird. Like really suspicious, was really on edge, was like okay. super nervous. Fortunately, they didn't know about these disappearances at the time. And he just lets them go with a warning. And now, to this day, the cop that pulled him over thinks that Barbara Spalding might have been in his trunk.
0: Oh, no! Yeah. You're it's, so
1: close! They have no way to prove this. They never found her. But that is what he theorized. And that's why he was acting so bizarre. Because... Oh, I bet. He was just, like, totally on edge in... They were just like, okay, go. Like, bye-bye, go-go, shoo-shoo. You're weird, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then once they heard about all this, they were like, shit. She probably was in the trunk.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) that's all that stuff like with Jeffrey Dahmer, too, with that whole kid escaping and then diddly. I mean, uh, we're going to cover this later, so I don't want to go too much into it. But, like, later on, they find out that he killed that kid. And and they were like, oh, fuck. we. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, if you hear... This is good wine. It is. It is. It really is. Before we keep going, I found that that politician that shot somebody. It was Dick Cheney. He he shot a lawyer named Harry Whittington. Anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, By accident? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Oh, my God. I didn't read that far into it, but I remembered that there was a... A politician that shot somebody. I remember that when oh I was a kid. God. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I had to find that piece of, piece of trivia. <laughs>
1: that would have been one of those things that, like, you lay in bed at night, laying awake, going, who was it? Until you just <laughs> Google it, <figure> it <laughs> I just googled it and it out.
0: I just googled, like, <laughs> who, who shot that politician, or who shot that guy, and it popped right up. Okay, anyway. Sorry. All right. So, back
1: into, we're still, in, we're still in 1968. Okay. So, May 17th, He actually burglarizes a doctor's office.
0: That's out of character. Yeah. Okay.
1: He goes in, and he stole almost $5,000 worth of drugs and surgical tools.
0: (laughs) I wonder what he's going to do.
1: Right? (laughs) Uh, Right? (laughs) Just a thought. I mean, if the time they didn't know it was him, they had no clue who did the burglary. burglarizing.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Too
1: much point already. Um... Guys, and this wine!
0: And I keep saying guys, and I think it's because we have the wine. I, I literally can't control it. <laughs> uh, it happens no matter what I do. I literally tried not you to don't say it. Always just be guys. It's you, fine. You're just gonna be guys. Um, uh, it's, and I'm sorry because it'll probably just happen as we continue to drink the wine. But it is so good. Also, I'm trying not to drink it all. And also,
1: if you hear, like, random jingling in the background, that is my dog's collar jingling. <laughs> yeah. she
0: doesn't like to sit still. No, she doesn't. Yeah. No, she doesn't. Yes, She's she also doesn't. having anxiety. Yeah.
1: My puppy has separation anxiety. She she was uh, abandoned quite a few times. My boyfriend is her fourth owner. And he Aww. got her when she was only one years old. The guy she got her from was literally gonna tie her up on the side of the road, and Ryan said, "Hell no, hold on to her. I'm out of work in like so many hours. I'm coming back to get her." And he took her, and now he's he's had her for years now. Yeah,
0: years. She's but, almost six now. But she's yes. uh, my, my jingling puppy right there. She just misses her dad, and mm. she's sniffing the microphone. Sniffing the microphone. So, so, so if you hear, you, any, you hear any, sniffing. <laughs> that is that is the dog. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Back to my story.
1: <laughs> Slight delay. D- distractions. <laughs> um, so a week later, a local resident of Provincetown named Sydney Monzen disappears from her house. And this is after
0: he steals all the stuff from the doctor's office. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Sydney
1: was only 18 years
0: old Ooh. and
1: she was known as just like the sweetest soul. She was loved by everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the time, especially down in Provincetown, it was kind of a hippie culture. Okay. If you know anything about Provincetown, it's a big LGBTQ community. And a lot of people just had the habit of taking off. Okay. go you know, somewhere else to start a new life. Yeah, because they're like vagabonds. And she was 18. So, okay. you know, I mean, they didn't think too much of it. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of got a little weird because they never heard from her again. Yeah, and unfortunately, they didn't report her missing until June fourteenth.
0: What? Yeah,
1: I was like, what? It's literally three weeks later.
0: Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah,
1: so she gets reported missing, and remember her name because she comes back around. Oh, those are the best, right? Mm -hmm. That's sarcasm, not not (laughs) me being real. Sorry. Dripping with sarcasm. (laughs) And then in August of 1968, he finally gets divorced from his child bride. <laughs> from his wife. Oh, my God. I did not just spill wine on my hand. It's fine. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing her murder apparel shirt that says true crime and wine, too. So oh, she's, yeah. she's real fancy today. Unnecessary plug for oh, my apparel.
1: Um. And then, almost immediately after getting divorced, he moves in with another woman, and her name is Susan Perry. Okay. And, one week after moving in with Mr. Tony Costa, Susan Perry disappears.
0: Uh, this uh, is, like, uh, a lovely
1: theme of, he doesn't even wait. <laughs> uh, they <that's, laughs> just, like, yeah. he knows them for, like, a couple days, and poof, gone. Oh, okay. And, so, on September 10th, she disappears. And Costa claims that she went with a bunch of friends
0: to Mexico. Oh, yeah, because people just like get up and leave. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense,
1: right? And then that year, he was arrested twice in September, once for driving with a suspended license. And then he was arrested again later that month for not paying child support to his ex-wife. Because remember, he had three kids. Ugh. And he didn't pay child support. So
0: he got arrested. So he's his comeback. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was he incarcerated was a for a little while. while. He was put in jail on November 8th. And then he was released a little while later. And then he got out and immediately started spending time with a woman named Christine Gallant. Okay. She was another proclaimed quote unquote
0: hippie. So he hippie. likes that culture, obviously. That's something that appeals to him.
1: Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just known to do a lot of drugs. Okay. He was a big druggie. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Um he you'll they actually use the marijuana farm he grew against him in the oh. case. Oh. You'll see that come up soon. Okay. Um <laughs> and on November 23rd, they found Christine Gallant dead in her bathtub. She had died because she had drowned after overdosing on barbiturates? Barbiturates, yes. Barbiturates. I spelled that wrong. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, on barbiturates. They claimed there was no foul play and they ruled it a suicide. Take from it what you will.
0: Or, I mean... (laughs)
1: I think it could be, it sounds like, I mean, it's possible. You get in a bathtub, you're high as a kite, you overdose, and then you drown.
0: But that would be accidental death. That wouldn't be suicide. Yeah. And... So that's so weird. So it's either murder... She was with Costa. Like It's either murder or accidental she, death. There's no suicide in there. She that. was doing friends. She was doing friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be <there> for you. <laughs>
1: And she could have actually been doing her friends, but um, she
0: was doing drugs with Costa. Yeah, that's so. Who knows? That's muy suspicious.
1: But (laughs) and and you thought things were messy already. This is when shit gets really fucked. (laughs) Oh god. So it is now January twenty fourth of nineteen sixty nine. Okay, Patricia Walsh. And Mary Ann Wysocki were traveling from Providence, Rhode Island to Provincetown, Massachusetts. For okay. just a little weekend getaway. Oh, and they disappeared. Okay. So, they leave for this trip. They make it to Provincetown. And they check in at a guest house. Okay. And this is just a person's house that rents out rooms. Okay. Um, so, they check in. And guess who else is staying in the guest house? Mr. Tony Costa. Dun, dun, dun. And they get introduced to Costa by the woman who runs the guest house. Just okay. as, like, this is another guest that's staying here, just so you know. Like, and the next day they wake up and there's a note taped to the door. Can you give me a ride in, over to Truro? So he's seen by witnesses. In the passenger seat of their car with both Wash, Walsh and Waisaki. And he goes over to Truro and he is actually going to meet a co-worker to pick up a check from work from doing a carpentry job. And so that that is one of the witnesses that testifies and says, You know, I saw I mean, Costa I saw with these two women. Okay. In their car. Later that day the girls had an appointment to meet a friend and they didn't show up. And they don't ever get there. Surprise, surprise. And then the next morning, the guest house owner finds a note taped to their door quote unquote from Patricia and Marianne saying, we're checking out.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um,
1: That's not what (laughs) happened. There's something (laughs) right here. this is where it gets a little weird.
0: As if it wasn't already.
1: (laughs) It gets weirder than it like has. It just, like, I swear to God, it's just a rolling freaking snowball of weird. (laughs) Um, And it's just traveling downhill, and it's really picking up speed. Um, (laughs) So, the next day, Costa is seen in Waisaki and Walsh's Volkswagen Bug.
0: Uh, That's not suspicious
1: at all! He claims that they sold it to him Um. before they left to go to Canada because one of them needed to get an abortion. It was so... Okay, where's the title, bitch? Over. Well, that's the thing. He produces a bill of sale that doesn't look real. And (laughs) he also went into Boston that day with two of his friends in their car and asked both of his friends, hey, where can I get a fake license and bill of sale? Also, do you know anybody that paints cars?
0: Uh,
1: uh, yeah. They're just like asking
0: <laughs> to be caught. He's guy, begging.
1: He's begging to be caught, and no one is an, listening. He was an idiot. I was like, oh, dude, Lord. He's
0: literally like saying, look at me, look at me. I'm a murderer, and nobody thinks shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in them. Now,
1: on this same trip, Costa tries to sell his two friends a .22 caliber pistol. Remember this for later. Okay. All right.
0: All right. (laughs) I'm remembering. I'm searing it into my brain.
1: So, the car is eventually ditched, and it is found later on in the story. Oh, yeah. At this time, a telegram... Arrives at Tony's mother's house saying it's from Walsh and Waisaki. Saying, hey, have you seen Tony? We need to talk to him. Where's he at? From the girls. Supposed to be from the girls. They later trace this number and find out it belonged to Costa.
0: Okay, but why would he do that?
1: As like an alibi. Almost like a, hey, they're still alive.
0: Oh. They sent me this telegram. But
1: that's... Yeah. <laughs> so this is after they went missing. This is the next day. Okay. And they find... So they trace it back, and it actually... It ended up being Costa's number that sent the te- telegram. Okay. Okay. At least he is fucking shown his true colors. Mm-hmm. So at this point, there's a search out for the two missing girls. Mm-hmm. Cindy Monson is still on their radar. But at this point, nobody's connected any of this.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Aside
1: from Walsh and Waisaki, the two girls together, everything is separate Because police
0: departments don't talk. Mm -hmm. They don't share information. Yep. And. Especially back then, they don't. Two
1: weeks later, after their disappearance, searchers find the mutilated body of a woman in the old Truro Cemetery, which is the Pine Grove Cemetery on Cape Cod. For anybody that feels like taking a trip, um, we'll see some ghosties now. Twist. Oh, God. This is the body of his fourth victim, Susan Perry. Told you to remember her name. Oh shit. She is the one that moved in with him and then just poof, just vanished a week later. Like um, yeah. Yep. Her body had been cut into eight pieces. Uh huh. <laughs> And they were like, well, and at this point, they really didn't have much to go on.
0: No, they're like, who the hell did this? Yeah,
1: because at this point, they were looking for two other women. And then they find the mutilated body of a different woman. So they're like, oh, um, oh, shit. Yeah. And now what led them to this cemetery was that they had found Walsh and Wysocki's abandoned Volkswagen car nearby by by the
0: cemetery so they okay. had searched
1: the cemetery because that's where they found the car and instead they found susan perry so like did he have her body
0: oh my god <laughs> he had her body! okay sorry it's okay interrupting <laughs> and then a few weeks later
1: they actually found Waisaki. okay but they only found her head and her torso and it was in a hole not too far away from Susan Perry's body.
0: But where's the other one? And then... Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, but wait, there's more! They
1: continued uh, the search. Oh, God. And in another hole, they found the rest of Waisaki's body, Walsh's body, and the body
0: of Sidney Monzen. Okay. The missing 18-year-old girl. So we found his dumping grounds. Okay. Okay.
1: okay. Yep. It was only a half mile away from where Susan Perry was buried. So all of those bodies were officially identified as those three missing women. So they now had four victims. Okay. All, all tied. tied to this dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some way, shape, or form. And Walsh and Waisaki had both been shot in the head with a twenty-two caliber pistol.
0: And he tried to... Tell sell you. that shit!
1: <laughs> Told okay. you to remember that pistol that he tried to sell to his friends. Oh my god. <laughs> if you aren't incriminating yourself, what are I you doing? The worst part was they found that pistol buried nearby. He was not very smart in where he put everything. He just was like, this is my dumping ground. Hmm, let me put and this he in this hole. literally put everything there. <laughs> let me put all this, and I'll put all of it in this hole. So, they end up connecting this back to Costa because they find the discarded manual from the Volkswagen in the middle of the woods and it has his fingerprints on it. They also find... What a piece of shit. <laughs> right? What are some
0: fucking gloves? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they also find a rope tied around one of the trees nearby the graves that has blood on it. And when they searched Costa's house, they found more of that rope that also had blood stains. Yeah. 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 This guy was not the smartest. It, he he did some dirty crimes, but he was not the smartest. No,
0: like that's so <laughs> I, hate, I mean I hate to say this because like I am not in like any way a murderer or anything, but like that's amateur hour. Mm-hmm. Like I know too much about true crime <laughs> to think that anybody would fucking do that. That's just unbelievable. Wear some goddamn gloves. Be like Dexter, right? Dress up in like a hazmat fucking suit. Now, this story
1: really hit the news hard, and it was because of an attorney, the district attorney, attorney. Wow, I can't
0: speak. Guys, wine. I said guys again. (laughs) It's all the what? I'm gonna count it. We can have a countdown or something. How many times can Macy say guys? We'll make it a drinking game.
1: Every time we say guys, take a shot. You'll be.
0: (laughs) You won't even remember what we
1: say. So if we screw up, it'll be great. (laughs) Take a sip. Take a sip. <laughs> take a sip. Um, so district attorney, Edmund Dennis, at least I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It's either Dennis or Dennis. So if it's... you
0: guys know if it's how to say it, <laughs> please, please tell us, tell us cause it's we don't know.
1: D-I-N-I-S.
0: D-I-N-I-S. Dennis. That sounds Dennis to me. Okay. Dynis? Maybe. Okay. But I'll so, say Dennis. I'm going to
1: stick with Dennis. Dennis.
0: That's like Dennis. Then it's like
1: Dennis. It's like Southern Dennis. The <laughs> Dennis. It's <Dennis. laughs> easy to <I> remember. <laughs> so they did um, an interview with this district attorney. And he made a lot of false statements about this case. Oh. And this is why it blew up in the media. He claimed that all of the victims had their hearts removed. What? And that none of the hearts had been found in the graves or nearby.
0: Is this just like a ploy to get publicity, or is this person just literally? It was in incompetent?
1: Every article I read that this is how it blew up, and they just never really explained why he says it like this. Is the they do not know why he makes just these
0: false information. I can't even. And then he said
1: that there were the. Did I cut it? Oh, I didn't quote it. I thought I quoted it. I read his quote, but I didn't, like, fully write it down because it was kind of hard to understand the way he said it. But he claimed that their hearts had been removed and not found. And that lots of razor-like objects had been found in the grave. He said that all of the bodies had human bite marks. And that they were, quote-unquote, cut into as many parts as there are joints. Which is physically impossible.
0: Yeah, because you have to cut all the fingers the, off. Your finger joints and everything.
1: Yeah, your toes. And it was, like, such an exaggerated statement. It was just bizarre.
0: That That is, like, so much information to just fucking make up.
1: Yeah. And truth was... It's so weird. One of the bodies was missing organs. Only one. And it was just, like, the smaller organs. It was not the heart. It was, like, the liver and the kidney.
0: Well, like, can you imagine if you got cut up? I'm sure that would, like... I don't know, maybe come out somehow, unless he deliberately cut mm. them out. I mean, I don't know. And I'm not looking at pictures. They
1: never found any razor-like objects. The only weapon they found was the gun. They never found any of these objects. They did have bite marks. Okay. So that, so that's was, not that part was true. But everything else was horrifyingly exaggerated. And That's like, just so weird. The girls had been dismembered, but not that if you not did it to by point how many, of literally joint by joint by yeah, joint. Yeah if
0: you did it joint by joint by joint like you would find hundreds of body parts. Yeah. Like hundreds of body parts.
1: Yeah. It's it's literally impossible they said. I was like like I was reading it like in people like coroners and stuff had like made articles about it. Yeah, yeah, had made statements about this and they were like that's physically impossible to do.
0: Well there's so many tiny joints in your body like you mm-hmm. this little thing in your finger and like that's so nah Nah, that guy's just loony.
1: They do believe that the bodies were dismembered with the tools he stole from the doctor's office.
0: Oh well. Hmm.
1: They never found them. They have no idea what happened to any of those tools, but that's what they believe he
0: used. Okay. I mean. And maybe that's the one thing he was smart about hiding. They Who knows?
1: had no proof of this. I will say there was absolutely no proof, but everybody speculated that the missing organs had been eaten
0: by Costa. My mom told me never to play with my food. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Cole have come in again. Mom told me never to play with my food.
1: And all of the victims did show signs of necrophilia. Ew. The worst of it all.
0: Ew. Yeah. That guy's nasty. So, officers
1: arrested Costa on the suspicion of murder. After finding the bill of sale and the rope in his room... And then also learning that nearby that graveyard, he had been growing a giant garden of pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he also used that wood to hide the rest of his illicit... Illicit.
0: Yeah. Illicit.
1: God, my brain just... Are you thinking like, about
0: explicit? But illicit would make sense, too. My brain just was like,
1: this word! And I'm like, that's not...
0: Mm-hmm. That's not the word i That's not it.
1: what I wanted. <laughs> his... Other drugs. He like hid them in trees and shit. So like all of his bad illegal, all his illegal. Yes, yes,
0: all of his illegal drugs.
1: (laughs) I have had a little too much wine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So they arrested him, and Costa denied any involvement, and in custody, tried to implicate his friends. He constantly changed his story. Every single time he told that it was totally different. (laughs)
0: <laughs> multiple
1: times he implicated different friends and he was never involved in any of it. He had nothing to do with any of it.
0: Oh, but he how was... come you had their car and you had the bill of sale and it's your gun and all of these people know you somehow. You're involved yep. in Shader of... And he failed multiple polygraph tests. Multiple. I, mean, I know <laughs> that stuff's not admissible anymore really in court, but like But really, they they tested some. him
1: several times.
0: Yeah, like If you fail more than once, you're lying. You're lying. I'm sorry. There's just no way to spin that.
1: So, on March 31st, he received a psychiatric exam. Oh, God. I don't even want to know what this guy has. It's probably crazy. (laughs) They diagnosed him with schizoid personality. Okay. For those who don't know, this is a person that is seen as a loner. This is somebody that dismisses other people, doesn't do social interaction, is very to themselves. They don't have a lot of emotional expression. They're closed off, and they really lack skills to form personal relationships. Okay. So this was during his first exam. Three months later, he got another exam, and this psychiatrist labeled him. Has a modern-day Marquis de Sade.
0: Okay, what is that?
1: <laughs> What's that? So I said the same thing. I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And so Marquis de Sade, if I'm if I'm saying this wrong, please let me know. This is a guess. It's French. Marquis de Sade. Yep. <laughs> he was a French nobleman who was known for writing violent erotic works, and that. His name, Sad, is actually where they derived the word sadism from. Okay. Yeah.
0: So he's a modern day guy who likes to write horrible, nasty, gruesome pornography.
1: This guy was like I guess this French nobleman was just a terrible human. He was really into violence against women and children, and all of his stories Ew. were horribly graphic and dark. And he was just like a, an outcast.
0: Like, he okay. wrote all these terrible, terrible things. <laughs> but so they're not saying that he has any sort of medical condition. They're just saying that he's a modern-day-this dude? Well, they also
1: added that he is a sexually dangerous man that is capable of murder.
0: Okay, okay. I can so that. So they didn't
1: give him an official medical diagnosis, but the psychiatrist said he's got a fucked up mind, and he is very much capable of murder. Okay. <laughs> that was basically what they said. <laughs> but,
0: okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's fucked up. I mean, I guess I don't <laughs> so need we, to have any sort of medical diagnosis for this, but it would be nice. It was it was his second exam
1: which happened three months later after being diagnosed with the schizoid the schizoid
0: is that kind of like schizophrenia except not so quite yeah i don't think that that has more hallucinations and stuff sometimes. yeah
1: you don't much so much hallucinate as you just
0: lack the ability to connect with others yeah okay okay
1: yeah you okay. can't appear human you don't the same emotions towards other people as, like, friends and anybody else does. Like, he didn't have a lot of friends, he didn't
0: uh, Well, obviously, because he tries to blame uh, it on all his uh, friends. I wouldn't be his friend after that.
1: As you see, all of the girls he dated died very fast. um, Or disappeared very fast. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was just an oddball. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take it. And then, finally, after weeks and weeks of pressing, on July 12th, he confessed to the murder of Mary Ann Wysocki. Okay. Okay. They only got him to confess on this one murder. Okay. But this was enough to bring him to trial. And his trial started almost a year later on May 6th, 1970. And his legal team wanted to paint him as psychotic. Oh, so they wanted to give him like yeah. the they're like he's the got psych- schizoid personality. We're gonna play this as he insanity, is totally insane. Okay, now if he had gone with this, it might have worked, but he didn't go with it. They never do though. Tony Costa was like, "No, I'm and- not crazy. I don't want to be painted as crazy." And when they interviewed him on the stand, they were like, "You gotta, you gotta be weird. You gotta act, play this up, act it out." be weird we want them to think you're nuts he got out there and gave a 110 percent rational and nobody's gonna believe you after that yeah no one's gonna believe any his of sort of entire insane jury was like there's no way this man is insane he just sat in front of us very calm just talked like he was a normal human being there was clearly nothing wrong with him like aside I mean, like schizoid personality yes but other than being off a little bit, a little, odd, little disconnected from humans, he was not insane. He Just very much here. knew
0: exactly what he was doing. I'm absolutely sure of that. <laughs> they usually are, and we'll try to lie about it later.
1: So, at sentencing, before they announced his sentence and what he was convicted of, they said, do you have anything else to say for yourself? He said quote-unquote, keep digging. Oh,
0: God, no!
1: And he had been, at the end of this, he ends up being convicted for four counts of murder in the first degree, and he is sentenced to life in prison. Okay. They didn't want to implement the death penalty in this. They had, the jury had no desire to impose this. Why? I don't know.
0: Yeah. But they just, life in prison was... I mean, sometimes that's worse. You have to live your whole life I sitting said, in there uh, twiddling your thumbs. You know,
1: I mean, we listen to Morbid, the podcast.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> listen to Morbid. We love Morbid. We love Elena and Ash. But they are kind <laughs> of what inspired me to do this. I And I, and I know you love that. And that's what we drink. They're really so great. good. So guys, and I said guys again, I'm telling you it's <laughs> the wine. I never say that word. So it really has to be the wine. I'm so serious.
1: But shout out to them because they are great. But I know Elena always mentions how the death penalty for her is a gray area. And I am totally in the same boat. There are some people that I feel like, yeah, that dirty fucker, he deserves the death penalty. Everything
0: that fucking comes to him. But like, in this
1: case, I don't really know if the death penalty was entirely necessary. I kind of, I I could see it going either way. You could argue with me either way and I'd be like, okay, I see it. Like, I understand why you'd say yes and why you'd say no. Like, personally, I don't think it's necessary. I mean, he did terrible, terrible things. Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess that's just how my brain works.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean.
1: Share your opinion with me. Don't, don't at me here. Like, (laughs) this is just what I think. So, even though he was sentenced, or I'm sorry, convicted for only four counts of murder... It is believed he killed at least eight people. The two girls from the beginning, um, whose names escape me at the moment, I'm scrolling through my notes because I have a terrible memory. Bonnie Williams and Diane Fedoroff. Okay. Along with um, Barbara Spaulding and Christine Gallant.
0: Okay. Those but he were, only confessed to the two girls He only the confessed
1: end. to one of them. He only confessed to killing Waisaki not walsh but they got him on four counts of murder okay yeah so the bodies that they found they did convict him for the other four nothing ever came of them because they didn't find them they right? found nothing the only one they found was the girl who died in the bathtub and they they ruled that yeah out. yeah that was that a
0: quote-unquote suicide that's i'm sorry that's total bullshit and that's total bullshit. <laughs> right (laughs) even if it is not him it's still accidental death there's Mm -hmm. just no way that that's a suicide i mean i guess it could be but i i mean i know statistics on like how men commit suicide and how women commit suicide and like women tend to leave things so that you don't have to clean shit up yeah so like that's not really how that a woman would probably go about Mm -hmm. killing herself i mean drowning is hard yeah. to do and to do that on your own like I mean I can understand slipping into a yeah. drug induced coma and slipping under the water but I just can't see like oh I'm just gonna slip under this water and kill myself <laughs> Like, I just don't see that Maybe, my, only, maybe my only
1: thought was that they didn't go into like her autopsy or anything or what came of like her drug test my only thought is maybe she had so much drugs in her system that they were like there's no way that this wasn't intentional
0: Oh, okay like yeah, she took
1: all of these drugs knowing that it was an overdose and got in a bathtub like
0: okay I guess I could see that yeah that's yeah.
1: my only
0: rational explanation so that there's like three possible explanations for this and um, yeah but I don't I don't know it just it seems like he probably <laughs> did it to me <laughs> yeah. to me it seems like he probably did it it's, especially since he's so suspicious th- all of these just oh okay so <laughs> <laughs> I digress <laughs> Um,
1: and then he was, he ends up getting imprisoned on May 29th, and this is another really weird connection to my life. He gets imprisoned at the Walpole State Correctional Facility. I drove past this prison for about two years to go to work. Oh my god! (laughs) I knew exactly where this was. Hometown murders! Yep. hometown murders. Growing up, I was maybe a half hour from it. Oh my gosh. And fun fact, they actually just filmed, not just filmed, because I was still working there when they did it, so like a couple years ago, because I think it's released now, the Chris Evans show, um, Defending Jacob. Oh, okay. That I think it's HBO? Stars? Yeah. It's one of those show like the fancy networks yeah Um, but they filmed it there and i drove past the set one day and it was like all these different freaking directional signs and everything cool it's actually also close to where they filmed another chris evans movie the um knives i love that movie yeah that's such a good movie that was a great movie I remember watching that, and I was watching parts of it, and I was like, I know where that
0: is. And I've been there. I know where that is. I'm like, Chris Evans. (laughs) That's like Place Beyond the the Pines with Ava Mendez and Ryan Gosling. That was filmed in Schenectady. Was it really? And that's like my hometown, and so there were a lot of, um, like, landmarks. That I recognize when That's I watched that so movie. That's so cool!
1: I love that. A
0: specific bank that he ends up robbing in the movie, and like a couple. And my mm-hmm. friend was in it. Like she was a. Yeah. They asked the people in the bank to be extras, and so mm-hmm. she got to be in it for like five minutes of this movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really cool. And Salt too. Salt was filmed on all the highways Salt was in Albany. In Albany.
1: I remember finding that out, and I was like, I totally believe that after driving all of those crazy. They're ass scary and Albany. They're terrifying. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> movies. Back to Mr. Tony Costa. He he stocked his cell with tons of ritual magic books and like weird cult paraphernalia. He even okay. had a copy of Anton Levy's Satanic Bible. Okay. And this is
0: like something he- But here's the thing. Satan- Satanism is normally nonviolent. It's actually not. That's the thing that's weird. It's like- Okay, but sir, this is not violent. You are choosing a religion that specifically does not have those types of elements. Mm Mm-hmm. And. (laughs) Going down the wrong road. Barking up the wrong tree.
1: (laughs) So, four years later, on May 12th of 1974, at 8.10 a.m., they found Tony Costa hanging in his cell. He had completed suicide. He had hung himself with a leather belt. This little fucker. Yeah.
0: That's nice name. So,
1: in his cell, they found a book he wrote, which was never published. Um, what? (laughs) Right? I was like, um, I would like to read this, please. I was, um, where can (laughs) I find this? Now, this book is called Resurrection. And in this book, he states he is completely innocent. And that a man named Carl committed all of these all of these crimes,
0: Carl. <laughs> Why are you supposed to pe- He people, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so is he the other llama in that situation, trying to tell <laughs> Carl not to kill people?
1: If you've never seen what we're talking about, please just go on YouTube and look for what
0: is it called? It's like llamas. Something with llamas. Some of llamas. Carl the llama. Or something. If you if you look up Carl the llama, it'll probably it should, up.
1: should come up. It was a YouTube video that we grew up with. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! A bunch of animated llamas and murder. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so he claimed in this book that he was totally innocent and that this man, Carl, was somebody that he was doing drugs with. Okay. He said that, specifically, he listed that with him, it was him, Walsh, and Waisaki, they were all doing drugs. He claims that this Carl took out a gun... And just shot them. I'm, if anybody could see Macy's face, they'd understand how we <laughs> feel about this. It is like, a, are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. <laughs> it was like, oh, was like,
0: not again. Like, um, excuse me? So, <laughs> that sound right.
1: Costa claims his only involvement came from the fact that after Carl shot these people, that Waisaki was still alive and was gurgling on her own blood, and he felt bad, so he slit her throat and ended her life.
0: But was that in the autopsy at all? Yeah. That, no. I mean, well, I guess he did chop her head off, right? Oh, yeah, he did. So you might He's not sorry. even be able to tell if he did. <laughs> yeah. And okay. And I'm not now, they sure looked, that that's true. <laughs> that's probably lies. They lied. looked into
1: this. They dug deep on this. There was no connection anywhere in his life to anyone named Carl. There was no proof that there was anybody else in or around these women when they died. There is no physical evidence that there was a second person. There was no hairs found, no fingerprints. But he literally
0: says that he's driving them to someplace, right? Or he's like... He was riding with them. He was riding with them. He asked them for a ride and then
1: later that day they are never seen again. Yeah.
0: So like... He's the only one that has any tie to them at all.
1: He, like, makes this bizarre claim that this person named Carl just, like, shows up at some point, kills them, and he, out of pity for the woman that's half dead, kills her by slitting her throat. Mm,
0: That seems like
1: bullshit. So they, they did. They dug hard and deep in this. They looked everywhere. They found nothing. So they just took this, and they were like, this is just another false confession, another way to try and paint himself as innocent. This is, this
0: is nothing. Some people just think that like they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, what I do, somehow they justify what they're doing. Yep. I just, I don't understand that. And wine break. Wine break.
1: Sorry. <laughs> this wine is really good. And I've been talking a lot. So I have not drink a lot. That's why I've been drinking a lot. I'm not an alcoholic. I swear. <laughs> um. <laughs> So a lot of people compare these murders to those committed by Jack the Ripper okay one of those people this is a fun fact was conv- um, was Kurt Vonnegut oh the famous author okay who is from Massachusetts uh-huh and at one point Kurt Vonnegut's daughter actually had an interaction with Tony Costa
0: wait when he was out or in jail before he got caught ew
1: yeah. They never really go into detail about what this interaction was, whether he tried out. to pick her up, whatever, but she was young and they did have some kind of interaction. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that hi was to kids, uh, hi to wife As a fun fact, I thought that was quite interesting it, of all famous people and their Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Like. Of all people. Yeah. Um <laughs> so he ends up buried in an unmarked grave next to his mother. If you really feel like trying to track him down, he's buried in the St. Peter the Apostle Cemetery in Provincetown. So if you find his mother's grave, if you find his mother, he's the unmarked grave next to her.
0: But why he, would they unmark why wouldn't they mark it? Cuz he was a psycho. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess poli- I guess I like know. jails do that. They just I guess, I don't know.
1: I'd say, I guess he didn't really have any family left because his father was dead. His mother was dead. He didn't have siblings. They didn't really mention, like, if he had grandparents, didn't, aunts and uncles. I'm sure that they did not want anything to do with him. Yeah, so they kind of just stuck him in a grave next to his mother, unmarked. And he's there till this day. So if you feel like going on a fun haunted trip at night, you can find his grave there. Um, Today, the freaking... Forests or tourist traps, I guess. So, like, if you go out there, you'll find a lot of people try and hike in, like, in through the okay. tourist. The sorry, um, that was a poorly worded sentence. A lot of people will hike through the Truro Forest. Okay. And try and find, like, the cemetery and where he, like, shot the girl with the arrow and see if they can find, like, the holes where they were buried and everything. Oh, okay. And sometimes you will go out there and you'll find, like, satanic ritual stuff.
0: Oh, um, oh lovely. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. exactly where I want to be in the middle of the night. Yep.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, that is, uh... The bizarre twisted story of Tony Costa. He died Dude. at the age of 29. He lived one hell of a crazy life from beginning to, and end, to, beginning to end. Wow. <laughs> that
0: was gnarly. <laughs> yeah. You were, I mean, you had said something to me about, or Ryan had said something about, oh, was is this the case about the dismembered body? I know, and I tried so to like, So about- I, I like knew something like that happened. I was trying to forget it <laughs> so that I wasn't surprised, or so that I was surprised. But this is He's fucked. I
1: was surprised that I had never heard of this. I I mean, I came across the article that I had sent you not too long ago, and I was like, yeah. I want this to be my hometown murder, because I never read anything. And I started reading the article, and I just kept going, oh, my God, what? What? Oh, my God, what? what? And it just kept getting worse. And I was like, what the heck? And I really actually, I was. Kind of, I'm kind of sad that I didn't think to do it until now. But, I mean, like, I asked my mom... She kind of has a memory, but my mom was born in '62, so she doesn't. And she really... would have been young. But like my grandparents were very much alive and living in Massachusetts at the time. Yeah, and they had a vacation home on Cape Cod for a very long time. So I, I actually really want to go home and I really want to ask them and be like, hey, this. do you remember Tony Costa? Like, do you remember this in the news? Because I mean, they were they were everywhere. My grandparents were well-known people, like you know, up from where they're from and on Cape Cod. So I wonder if they ever had any run-in or just any, like, close connection. Any,
0: yeah, any inkling at all. But, yeah,
1: that one, I mean, at some points it did hit pretty close to home. I spent quite a bit of my life, you uh, vacationing on Cape Cod. And, so you know all those places. Yeah. Like, that's Provincetown is one of my favorite places to visit, and it's just so weird that I never, ever knew that that happened there. Yeah. It was crazy to read through and if you have time dig into some of the articles I'll put all my sources in the show notes and yeah I mean there's there's one documentary I found but it's not the greatest there's a couple articles that are incredible so like if you really want to take a deep deep dive they have like full transcripts from the
0: trial and they uh, they went hardcore in that article I read yeah, um, yeah I, I, I remember I remember looking over at it, and you, it was, like, so long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, so long. I remember scrolling through it, and I was like, oh, it's at the end, and then it was, like, just another section. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, this goes on forever. Um, but, yeah, Tony Costa, man, 29 years old, he died. Right. And in all his time, they think he killed eight people in those 29 years of life. Like, and who knows, he could have killed more.
0: I mean, yeah, who knows? Yes. Uh, they're never gonna know. Authorities, because gotta watch that stuff, man. Gotta make sure that people don't, I know. you know,
1: have I mean, leather
0: belts in their cells or, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. That was surprising. Yeah, to like why does he
0: have that in yeah, his he, cell? He was
1: able to hang himself with a leather belt.
0: That's very specific. I mean, I, if you had said, like, a sheet,
1: yeah, like I would a, have been like, bench okay. Yeah, something. a bed sheet. I but, been like, yeah. It wasn't. It was That's, like,
0: yeah. The rest of that line is for you, girl. Yes. I. I completed my challenge. I was so close, but I was so into my story that I just she had talking. She had <laughs> to finish the story first, but the bottle is gone now, guys. She's drinking her last glass. Ooh. So we. I will consider that. I am going to say we completed our challenge. Challenge accepted. We're at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the last episode, we had not even finished our last glasses. So, know. I, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. Proud of us. We'll get better with time. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we will get better with time. Um, so, guys, there it is again. Drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. have a little sip. Of...
1: Insert that LMFAO song.
0: Yeah, shot, 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 shot. you you can follow us on uh facebook and instagram and twitter Mm -hmm. facebook and instagram are buzzkillers podcast and twitter is buzzkillers pod um you can also visit our website at buzzkillerspodcast.com you can learn a little bit about us about the podcast you can see some of our social media feeds up there. And eventually we're going to be posting our episodes up there as well. Um, and then there's a little section where you can contact us. It send us sends us um, a direct email to uh, buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your spooky stories. Yes. But send us your spooky stories. I would love to do some uh, listener's choice episodes. Yes. That would be a great topic. One month listener's see, choice.
1: It, yeah you know if we could get some people that want to share their own hometown stories that too that would oh, be really cool we love that follow our topics and share your story that kind of, if you have something that goes along with it, even if it doesn't share it anyway because who knows We'll probably read it. We'll
0: probably (laughs) cover it at some point. You know, we, I can't even tell you. I have a list, like, of a hundred things that I want to do. So this could go. She's not exaggerating either. This could go (laughs) for a long time. (laughs) Even with your suggestions. So we welcome them. And as always, we want you guys to be vocal about what you want us to talk about and next week we'll be back with another hometown story yes and we're moving to new
1: york our current place of residence current place of a residence yes (laughs) we'll try not to pinpoint ourselves too much yeah yeah (laughs) uh,
0: i mean i've been a native new yorker my whole life so um and even these some of these cases that we're looking at um I've never heard of them before. Mm. So uh, this is going to be new to us, just like it's new to you. And I'm having fun researching the guy I'm doing. And I know. wait. And there's uh, (laughs) the guy that uh, Nicole's covering is gnarly as hell. Uh, Um, Yes. And there is (laughs) an awesome documentary on Netflix, by the way, about him. So uh, we'll talk about that when this is done being recorded. Anyway. (laughs) anyway, (laughs) Drop
1: drop us a, a guess. If you have yeah, drop ideas. us a guess. Drop so, us
0: some guesses about what you think. See, um, even if
1: your guess is wrong, it'll probably be a topic we end up covering eventually. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> because we are so excited to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And we ex- are so excited that you're listening because... We just, Seriously. this is literally just for our enjoyment at this yeah. point, because it's either this or go back to school for criminal you know, psychology for me. So I think that this is a cheaper option. Yeah. <laughs> it, Probably in the long run. A little bit cheaper. No, no, <laughs> cheaper in the long run. Anyway, uh, you guys have a good night. We'll be back next week with some New York cases Hell and, yeah. um, find some wine that tastes really good and look up some really gnarly cases like we do. Yeah. Um. And I'll post what wines we're going to be drinking, and, um, yeah. So, and obviously at the end of August, we'll be posting our new topic. I'm so So excited. we're going to be excited. I don't even know um, what it is. Yeah, we don't even know what it is, but we're so (laughs) excited. So, anyway, guys, have a great night, and thanks for listening, and... Seriously, thank you. (laughs) um, Okay, Bye. Bye.